0: 2099 these are the files of kent the key environmental non-judgmental task force director of operations professor nebulous you are now accessing hollow file number 722 codename the dust has landed
1: What is it, Prof?
2: Are you all right? We came as soon as we heard the alarm.
1: Rory, Paula, this is
3: serious. Tell them, Gemini.
2: Code 33 red activated.
0: What? What?
3: I'm sorry, Paula. We've put this off for far too long. We all knew the moment of truth could not be prolonged indefinitely. It has to be faced. We must prepare to spring clean. Bollocks
2: level
0: five spring clean initiated we don't have
2: a level five we're all on one floor here
3: no level five is the level of importance we're at level five so does that mean is, is five high or is it low it's high five is high one is low five is high oh look at this place thick with dust it's not right We're running a highly specialised ecological troubleshooting organisation and laundry service.
2: But we only tidied up yesterday.
1: Yeah, you said you'd never seen the place looking spicker or spanner. Oh my God, you're right.
3: But look at it.
1: It's filthier than a zookeeper's
3: turnip. How can it have got so dusty so quickly?
4: You are now entering Yellow Room.
3: Morning, Harry. This cold October weather keeps you on your toes, doesn't it?
4: Unlike you, Professor, I no longer have the luxury of toes. No,
3: of course not. Sorry. Uh, But apart from that, how are you?
4: Oh, you know, hideously scarred and deformed on the outside, but inside, a heart of gold.
3: Oh, uh, I see you're tinkering with my machine for harnessing the perfect renewable energy source. Dribble. If I'm right, Harry... The dribble of just three babies could provide the electricity for an entire street.
4: I've reconfigured the mainframe! The babies aren't sparking quite so much now! Hmm,
3: that should get the toddler's union off our back. Anyway, Harry, I'd love to talk dribble all day, but I have something far more important to show you. What? This tiny speck of dust. Here, take it.
4: Oh! Babes so... Harry! Especially for a speck!
3: The control room's covered in it, and it's getting heavier by the second. I don't want to alarm you, Harry, but by the end of the afternoon, that speck of dust will weigh the equivalent of a cow and a half.
1: I just can't shift this dirt. I mean, these stains aren't just stubborn, they're intransigent. I mean, bordering on belligerent.
2: What are you using?
1: I'll just spit and polish. In fact, just spit. It's the professor's can of spray on dribble. Paula, Rory, things are worse than I thought. According to these
3: figures from the National Dust and Mucus Archive, the country's dust levels are at an all-time, all-time
1: high. But
2: how has this happened?
1: More to the point. Is there anyone we can blame? I'm afraid the whole country is culpable. But
2: in terms of actual blame per head, we're looking at a tiny percentage, aren't we?
1: You know, those three aren't personally responsible, are we? You know. Listen... Britain was at its cleanest and neatest in the
3: 1950s. Back then, the pinafore was king, the doily its consort, and dust only settled on Sundays. But with each generation, our commitment to dusting became increasingly lax, and inevitably, the dust has got the upper hand. This is
2: so scary. I think I'm getting hysterical. Should I loosen my clothing, Professor? For medical purposes.
3: No, you'll be fine. Just take deep inhalations.
2: Like this? (gasps)
3: That's an exhalation.
2: I think they're the only ones I can do.
3: <sighs> Gemini, get me tomorrow's dust forecast, will you?
0: I am obeying. A fairly filthy day right the way across the country, with a strong chance of grubby intervals. There'll be dust blowing in from the west, and by the morning, we could well be looking at greasy patches in outlying areas.
3: Locate the epidusty Center, please, Gemini.
0: 23 St. Stephen's Road, Edgware. The whole area has been evacuated.
3: Paula, Rory, I want you in Edgware ASAP. See what you can turn up. Can do, and come straight back. Remember what happened when you visited
1: Quantumshire. Oh, how could I forget? I'm still there. Uh, I can hardly get the door open for the weight of dust behind it. Oh, sorry. I am pushing. You push. Uh, look at the muck in here.
2: According to this report, the previous owners were a Mr. and Mrs. Burton, both registered layabouts.
1: You know, I can't believe the layabouts finally got unionized.
2: Shh, listen. I thought the place had been evacuated.
1: Somebody's in the house. Somebody. Or something. Or some... how. Ah! What's going on? Oh, oh, it's too bright! You are intruduliters! exactly where you are. I need to scratch my nose.
4: You may scratch your nose. Right. I've hooked
3: the electrodes up to the speck of dust. Not easy. Getting anything on the monitor, Harry?
4: Nothing! Quiet as the gravy! It's so quiet, I can hear the my bowels as they digest a large piece of... you know, Harry,
3: in the days before the withering, they had a weapon which could have sorted out this dust like that. They called it a vacuum cleaner.
4: But surely it is referred to in the forbidden pamphlets.
3: At first, man abhorred the vacuum, for it never worked properly. But soon the vacuum became a panacea. Vacuums were used for everything. Personal air travel, child rearing, a cure for male impotence. But we experimented too far. The pamphlets say man created a vacuum cleaner which contained an actual cyclone.
4: Total madness!
3: But come the withering, all knowledge of vacuums was lost, along with the secret of fire. Luckily, that one came back pretty quickly. (gasps)
4: By the vengeful gods of yin and yang! Knowledge lost was meant to be lost!
3: No, Harry. As scientists, it's our duty to reclaim that knowledge. Only the fool worships his own ignorance. Possibly the cretin does it as well. Maybe the moron. And I suppose the idiot... I'm drifting. The important thing is to act. If we don't, I fear mankind's supremacy on this earth could be at an end. Oh, no! Professor! Yes, Harry. The dust has landed. I
1: repeat, who are you people and
4: where are you from?
2: Please, no, please, oh, can you turn off those lights? No deal,
1: lady. Well, at least put the megaphone down. You're only standing three feet away. No, megaphones are good. I repeat, who are you and where are you from? As a matter of fact, we've just popped down from Kent. Kent?
2: The Key Environmental Non-Judgmental Task Force.
1: And who precisely are you? My name is Agent Craig, and I come from Loughborough. Loughborough? Loughborough. Legitimate organisation undertaking general humanitarian business operations requiring optimum, unconditional global harmony.
2: Oh, Loughborough. I thought it was pronounced Lugabaruga. No,
1: now come
3: comes as well, shoot Will you please listen to me, Sir Ronald? This dust isn't something you can just sweep under the carpet. Well, technically it is, but that's the problem. We need to confront it. It's only dust there, Bloss. Surely a quick tidy-up would do the job. I fear even a really good tidy-up can't save us now. These are desperate times. Or have you spent so long behind your desk you can't recognize it? What? My desk? No, the dust. What a menace it is. If only we had a vacuum cleaner. Nebras, how dare you speak words from the
5: forbidden pamphlets in my office? I could see I was right to look for other options. Other options? Dr. Erica Faisenbay of Loughborough.
6: Good morning, Nebulous.
5: But of course, you two know each other of old. Yes. You met while studying science at the Oxford University Islands. Attracted by each other's intellects, you shared an apartment for a year. We know, we know all this. What are you telling us for? Like to keep your private life to yourself,
3: eh? That's what makes it private. Super to see you again, Erica. So, married yet?
6: Only to my job. And my young husband. How about you? Are you married?
3: Only to my sense of duty. No, no I'm not married.
5: No. You live alone? There's been nobody special since Dr. Flazenby. Stop doing that! Why are you here, Erica?
6: Apparently, Sir Ronald finds your dust theory hard to swallow.
5: Exactly, Nebras. Whereas Dr. Flazenby here has these soluble info pills.
6: A full report in every pill, sir.
5: <clears throat> oh, I see. Mm. Oh, start up.
6: Don't forget the footnotes, sir.
5: Ah, ibid, eh? Very well, Doctor. I'm giving you the go-ahead. What was in that drink?
6: I'm going to systematically spruce up edgeware using condemned prisoners. Murderers, rug dealers, obesatists. These men had been marked down as landfills, so they'll be glad of the work.
3: Wait. We were first on the scene. According to the Gibraltar Convention, this is our case. I'd like to do what I can, but I'm
5: afraid I can't. Nebroth, I'm giving you just one more day. Twenty-five hours? Unless tomorrow's a Thursday, yes. However, you'll be working in conjunction with Dr. (sighs) Flazenby.
3: Kent can do. Uh,
5: By the way, Nebroth, that burgundy sock of mine ever turn up?
3: Each day the search begins afresh, sir. Paula, I want you to stay close. Oh. That, that's, that's too close. I really, can't move. Sorry. As I anticipated, we are the first ones here. so Good we just...
6: Morning, nebulous. Agent Craig and I are going to take some readings in the living room.
3: <laughs> Super. Super. See you tomorrow.
6: What's Loughborough doing in Edgeware?
3: Oh, they're purely here to assist us.
6: Carry our equipment through, will you, Nebulas?
3: Right away, Erica. Who um, is that stunning woman? Dr. Erica Flazenby.
6: She's nothing special.
3: No, she is.
2: Admittedly, those shiny, skimpy, contour-hugging uniforms look okay.
3: Latex. Wiped clean, yes, but one tiny split and garment integrity is compromised. And they carry lasers. Now, you can't knock lasers. They're
2: stasers. Stasers? They're lasers. They're stasers. They're
3: neither lasers nor stasers. They are bazers.
2: Amazingly broad knowledge you have.
3: Oh, you're looking at the man who invented the baser. As a recycling aid for cutting up scrap metal. The baser. A hypercaustic acid beam housed in a handy gun-shaped dispenser. How could I have possibly known the military would turn it into a
1: weapon? Why don't we have basers? Or big knives, even?
3: Rory, if we have guns, we'll only end up using them. Great. Anyway, I've got the most powerful weapon of all. A brain.
2: A brain that fires bullets?
3: No. Look, this is our chance to show Loughborough just how sophisticated Kent really is. Aye, aye, sir.
2: Well, you know how sophisticated I am, Professor.
3: (laughs) Paula, take that bubblegum out of your mouth.
2: Mm. Doing it now, Professor.
3: Right. I want you to take some readings. Here. What's this? It records, stores and processes information. I call it the understander. Ew, it's all wet. No, that was just a bit of a leak. Powered entirely by Dribble, you know.
1: Dr. Flezenby is absolutely gorgeous. Just look at her. Yes, I know.
3: Now, at 0900... a I... latex uniform clings to every curve of her body. I can see that, thank you. Now, at 0900... What I, I wouldn't give for a chance to... She used just... to be my fiance. Get it? Got it. So, at 0900... I... I
1: bet she was great in bed.
3: Yes, she was. But I was... Anyway, I don't want to talk about
1: it. At 0900 hours.
6: Nebulous, glad you could join us. We've been here since dawn. This is my assistant.
1: Agent Craig, security and guns. Good morning. Allow me to introduce my two assistants Rory Lawson, fighting and uh, explosions.
6: Paula Breeze, admin. And action. Right, Nebulous. I suggest we leave the others to examine the dust in the living room while you and I go upstairs to the bedroom.
1: What about drawing the shill straw? straw. Uh, Agent Craig, could you uh, show me your gun again? Sure. See, with your baser, you got your different settings, right? Kelp. Kills on there, yeah. You got double kill, kill, stun, daze and startle. Mm. You see, guns are all well and good, but have you ever, say, killed a man with your bare hands? No. Right, so... I always um... keep my gloves on. Oh, do you? Except for this one time, right? I've read this guy's head and i really do no, no need to go into detail. Um, so, <clears throat> man to man, what's life like in Loughborough? <laughs> Lots of action, great pay, chicks dig the uniform, and we travel everywhere in black helicopters. No. Oh, I love black helicopters. How'd you travel here? I got the bus. See, we're not one of these fly-by-night set-ups. Right, but you do fly by night. Oh, yeah. A black helicopter's at its best at night. Thinking about joining us, then? No, but I'm thinking about it. finger to the nose. Understood
2: seems to have packed
1: up. <laughs> Typical Kent, Hey, eh, Craig?
2: <laughs> I wonder how the professor's getting on. What do you suppose he's doing up there with Dr. Flazenby?
1: I don't know, and I don't care, but I wish I knew. Well, I'm sure Dr. Flazenby's on top of things. Oh, you're just making it worse.
6: This is the master bedroom. According to my scanner, it's the dirtiest room in the house.
3: Well, according to my yes. understanding, it's... Oh, power's down. Shame. Didn't bring a baby with you, didn't you?
6: Some condemned prisoners would really brighten this place up.
3: All you'll be doing if you bring condemned men here is endangering their lives.
6: Why don't you come and sit with me on the bed?
3: Be- be- because it's coated in three inches of dust.
6: If we were both wearing latex, we could just wipe it all off.
3: How do we know it's safe to sit on the dust?
6: It's only dust. It can't plot or scheme or engulf us.
3: Don't be so sure. Some believe it was dust that wiped out the dinosaurs. And the singer-songwriter.
6: Please sit down. Come on, Nebulous. Drop your guard.
3: All right. But only for a second.
6: That's better. Mm. Nebulous? Yes? Yes? We could try again, couldn't we? You and I.
3: Who? And what about your young husband?
6: Oh, he's only made up.
3: <sighs> so, after me, there could be no one else, eh?
6: No, we are married, but he's made up. He's a mandroid. Had him made specially. He looks a little bit like you.
3: I'm... I'm not sure, I you... You're intelligent, wealthy and stunningly beautiful and perhaps, given time, I could learn to love you.
6: Love me now, Nebulous.
3: Mm. Oh, Erica. Mm. Mm.
6: After all, uh, Sir Ronald is going to green light my plan tomorrow anyway.
3: Mm -hmm. Aha! So that's what this is all about. Keep my mind off my work, eh? Then just take over. Well, let me tell you, Dr. Flazenby, your plan simply doesn't hold water. In fact, it repels water like a, a, a duck with a machine gun.
6: All right, Nebulus. No need to act the clown.
3: No. What? Father, I think
1: there's a problem with the car. It's all wonky. You're the problem! You're not driving
4: like a lunatic! Bump into the lamppost, son. I don't want to bump into the lamppost. If you don't bump into the lamppost, how are the side panels going to fall off the wonky car? You're a
0: clown, son. Drive like one.
4: No, oh, I, 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 I shall not
0: clown.
3: I shall not clown. I, clow. clow. I shall
5: not clown.
1: Nebulous.
2: Nebulous.
3: Nebulous. Mm-hmm.
6: Pull yourself together. We're supposed to be working as a team.
3: Uh, I, I can work as a team on my own, thank you.
6: Still plagued by the same visions.
3: Nonsense. I've never been plagued by anything. Apart from that touch of plague one time. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have work to do. Oh,
6: give up, Nebulous. This dust isn't dangerous. It can be swept aside like a spider's
3: web. But that's just it. It can't. If we were dealing with a giant spider's web, it wouldn't be such a problem. Except, of course, if it were being spun by a giant spider, that would be terrifying, wouldn't it? Because to the spider, humans would be the size of flies, so it's obvious what would happen. I'm, I'm drifting. Sorry, sorry.
6: Why not go home and have a rest? No!
3: I'm going to examine this bedroom, every bedside cabinet, every ottoman, every wardrobe.
6: nebulous In the wardrobe! Look!
3: It's pure filth.
6: No, not the magazines! There! <sighs>
3: Even purer filth.
6: It's the biggest speck of dust I've ever seen. I am the mother speck.
2: You're leaving Kent and moving to Loughborough? Rory, that's
1: insane. Well, they've got great wages, great uniforms, and they travel everywhere in black helicopters. Paula, I didn't do an evening class in media studies and applied thinking to end up loading washing machines. Oh,
2: I love black helicopters. I know.
1: Well, will you both join up...
2: I, I, I couldn't desert Professor Nebulous.
1: Oh, he's deserted you, hasn't he? He's up in that bedroom getting dirty with Erica Fleasonby.
2: The professor is a professional, even if that woman is a... a... a tart.
1: Well, That's not possible. All the tarts were wiped out during the withering... More's a pity.
2: Well, whatever's going on up there, you can bet the Professor is in complete control.
1: Please,
3: don't kill us, please. This cannot happen.
2: For too
4: long,
0: mankind has swept dust aside.
3: Um, yes, it's a fair point, I suppose.
0: How do you think it feels to be treated like dirt?
3: Well, you are dirt. That's exactly what you are. But look... I know we can find a way to share this planet.
6: Yes, we can build dust reservations for you, fence you in. Shh!
3: Mankind and dust have lived in harmony before. We can do so again.
0: Harmony indeed. In the centuries of dust, meekly lay silent. Man waged war with the stiffest of brushes and the yellowest of dusters.
6: Actually, it was women who did most of the dusting.
0: Uh, sorry. If that was your era of harmony, how will man respond now? Dust can think and talk and kill.
3: Well, yes, we have a point there, particularly with the killing thing. I suppose now you've become sentient, you'll
1: want to move out of Edgeware.
0: Exactly.
1: Right, right. Thanks for that, HQ. Over and over and over and out. OK, Rory, HQ's done a background check. Apart from that incident in your late teens, you're clear. What incident? It was nothing. They were going to demolish the building anyway, the royal family were on vacation, and I got a B-plus for chemistry. Finger to the nose. You can officially sign up in the morning. Until then, I'm going to deputise you. Great.
2: And just what are you going to say to Professor Nebulous?
1: Goodbye. Right, I'll check the garden. Agent Rory, you check the kitchen. Understood.
2: Agent Rory?
1: Yeah. Duty calls. Checking the kitchen. It could be dangerous. Understood. Because we all know how dangerous kitchens can be.
4: Look out! No! Rory! What in the hell? What's happening? There was a dust
2: avalanche! Rory's legs are trapped!
1: This dust place dirty. Oh, it's it's crushing me. Ah, ow, 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 ow. Did you do something! Wait, wait a minute! Damn it! Where's my Aha. Come on, Agent Rory, you gutless anus. Pull yourself together. Turn that off! If only I had a bezer I could cut my way out. Bezers can't cut through this dust. I've tried. Still yes, do. You. Can you imagine? Zzzz. Zzz, Understood.
2: If we don't get him out soon, his legs will be squashed beyond walkable use.
1: Right then, Agent Rory. What what are you doing with with your BZ? I thought you couldn't cut me out. It's standard Loughborough operating procedure when an agent is injured and trapped. What is? We terminate him. It's the best way. Uh, it's the worst way for me. But
2: Rory doesn't work for Loughborough. He works for Kent. Don't you, Rory?
1: Kent, yes. I, I I work for Kent. Kent. Sure? Your body bag would be carried off in a black helicopter. Kent, I work for Kent. OK, but I think you're making a big mistake. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's that noise?
0: Soon I will have enough power to explain. The entire planet
6: Marylebone. You were right, Nebulus. It's sentient dust which can plot and scheme and engulf us. So what's the plan?
3: Well, I, I don't have a plan as such.
6: Just as I suspected. Useless.
3: Well, what about you? You might have bases and info pills and spray-on uniforms, but when it comes to field work, you're about as stable as a, a, a giraffe on a trampoline. <laughs>
6: Well, it's been a pleasure working with you, too. Oh yes, we're definitely going to be doing that.
4: Oh, it's got me!
3: That's
4: it. Don't you see?
3: It increases its power by feeding off our sarcasm.
6: Well, that's just great. And now it's starting to engulf me. What could be better?
3: Stop it. Stop, stop being sarcastic. Say something sincere. Anything.
6: Uh, uh, I, I can't think of anything. No,
3: oh, you're a great help. <coughs> oh. Oh. Sorry, sorry. Now, come on, be sincere.
6: Um, uh, That suit is really your colour.
3: Uh, good, and...
6: Uh, the, the weather's quite cold for October, isn't it? Oh. You're free. Oh.
3: Now we must get
5: away.
4: Harry. This shouldn't take a moment, Professor. Harry, what on earth have you got there? No. Oh, no, please. No. Don't suck me up. You saved our lives, Harry. Affirmative, Dr. Flazenby.
3: And you say it beats as it sweeps as it cleans? Don't you see what you've done, Harry? You've remade the vacuum cleaner.
4: I prefer to say I've reimagined it. Anyway, I must get on. The roar of the vacuum cleaner helps drown out my agony. Bye!
6: Our replicator has made several replicas of the vacuum cleaner. We've already sucked up over 400 tons of dust.
3: Mankind has learnt a very important lesson here today. That dust nearly caused a massive ecological disaster.
6: Yes. Thank goodness we're having it dumped in the Irish Sea. What? I have to go, Nebulous.
3: Got another pill to write, eh?
6: I'm needed in Dorset.
3: Ah, Dorset. The Decentralised Office of Regional Scientific Engineers and Technicians.
6: No, Dorset the county. A woman claims aliens have left a crop circle in her haircut.
2: Professor, there you are. Rory's going to be fine. He's on his way to the London Leg Hospital.
3: Good. Dr. Flazenby's about to leave us, Paula.
2: Oh, that's such
6: a big shame. Goodbye.
3: Goodbye, Erica. It's been as close to a pleasure as makes no difference.
6: Goodbye, Nebulous. And thank you.
3: She's beautiful, she's smart, and she's perfectly proportioned. You know, Paula, I think a part of my heart will always truly love black helicopters.
0: In Nebulous by Graham Duff, Mark Gatiss played Professor Nebulous, with special guest Julia Deakin as Dr. Erica Flazenby. The show also starred Rosie Cavallero, Paul Putner, Graham Duff, Graham Crowden, Julia Dalkin, Matt Wolfe and Nicholas Briggs. The theme music was by Malcolm Boyle. Nebulous was directed by Nicholas Briggs and
6: is a Baby Cow production for Radio 4.